How are your New Year's resolutions going this year? Yeah, we thought so. Today on the Summers Off podcast, we're talking about all the different New Year's we have as teachers and how we make crazy big resolutions and goals throughout the year. This is the Summers Off Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jules. And I'm Mal. And I'm a SPED teacher. And I'm a Gen Ed teacher. So welcome to the Summers Off Podcast, the show for all of you August to May schoolaholics taking the summers off to rest, re-energize, and get up and do it all over again next year. We're talking about teacher life inside and outside the classroom and what it's like to live as an educator all year round. It's not just for teachers, but also paraprofessionals, administrators, and anyone who calls school their home away from home. So grab a room temperature cup of coffee and settle in with the The Summers Off Podcast. So today we're talking about the two big new years that teachers face during the year. So those being January and August, back to school. That's right. There's even two different types of planners, right? Right. We've got, uh, I noticed you always have like the corporate, uh, you know, starting in January calendars. There were always the student planners and those started in August. But now I think they really recognize teachers as this niche market that we need something a little different we need it to not look really dry and corporate. And we also, we want it to be more colorful. We want it to have uh, different kinds of themes. We want it to work with, uh, you know, lesson planning. Uh, but we don't want it to look like, you know, it was made for a, a third grader or made for a teenager. Right. One of my favorite planners, I think, is the Happy Planner. Mm-hmm. It's a brand called the Happy Planner, and <laughs> it's even got its own little, um, what's it called, hole puncher, mm-hmm. and it comes with these discs, so instead of having, like, a binder, you pop the paper onto these discs. It's really interesting, and they're very good about making it teacher-themed and colorful, and they even have packages you can buy, um, which would be, like, extra checklist pages and mm-hmm. extra, like, months So you can just keep it going. What the happy planner reminds me of is, do you remember Trapper Keepers? Um, no. Oh. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, wow, really? (laughs) I have zero clue. That was my era. Uh, It was, you know, in the 80s. And there were these amazing notebooks. And they had Velcro on them, and they closed up, and they were so cool. They they just blew all of the other binders out of the water. What is this magic you speak of? Oh, it was I've am- never heard of this. Oh, you got to look it up. It's amazing. And these Trapper Keepers, they were so cool because, like, they had kittens or, like, Lisa what? Frank unicorns. Did they have a zipper? It, they closed with, uh, they were, they kept, they were keepers. They, they, they closed with Velcro. And so they were so cool. Did it look like this? Uh, yeah, it did. Oh my gosh. Speaking of Lisa (laughs) Frank, that looks like, yeah, Lisa (laughs) Frank unicorns. And I loved them. And I, I was so excited when I went to kindergarten, I was going to have a, a binder, and <laughs> I was going to have a trapper keeper. And then my school said, 
Uh, please have a three-ring binder, not a trapper keeper. You're like, I take that personally. I, I took it very personally. It was, I'm near 40 now, and I still remember that in parentheses, it said, no trapper keepers. I'm oh, oh. talking to you, Julie Goodman. Oh, there's a name from the past. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was it was killer. But yeah. So the happy planner really reminds me of that because it gives you more. It's 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 fun. It's, it's cool so colors. Cute. It comes with <sighs> stickers cute. and it comes with like little bookmarks that you clip into whatever month you're at. It comes with these random. I don't know what they are. Maybe happy just, planner should be our sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Happy planner. Please sponsor us. So. I thought it would be really fun for us to take a look back at our New Year's resolutions. Oh. Right? So And she wrote down everybody's so that she could be the keeper of resolutions and the resolution police. Okay, I thought accountability partner was a little <laughs> kinder than police, but I now I'm remembering that no one asked for an accountability partner. I just started writing down everyone's resolutions with the grand idea that I was going to give them a call and say, hey, how are you doing on that trail running, Chase? Um, but <laughs> Chase Brown, I hope you're listening. Oh, we're calling you out. Run that trail. I think, I think he's actually doing way better than us on all of his resolutions. We can't compare ourselves. Right. That was one of my resolutions. Don't compare yourself. You know what? Thank you, accountability partner. You're welcome. <laughs> From the resolution police. Okay. Uh, so, you can do a ride-along <laughs> next time I call people out on the resolution. But the event she's talking about, I did something different this year, which was the coolest. And even though this year decided to... Slap us all in the face. Yeah, trash, trash, throw all of our resolutions in the trash. Um, I hosted something I call the Brunch of Champions. So we got together for brunch on uh, January 1st, and a bunch of people came, and it was so fun. We uh, made pancakes. I made eggnog pancakes. Mimosas. Mimosas. And bacon, and I i mean, I don't even know I what love I love a good there. breakfast party. No one does enough breakfast parties these days. Listen, and I love breakfast. I started I doing breakfast parties this year, like for my son's birthday party. It was a breakfast party, and it was a hit. Yes. People love a breakfast party, and you do it early enough in the day, and it's done. Everybody's everybody's uh, fed and ready to just go do the rest of their Saturday. Well, it just starts your day off on a great note. Yeah, good breakfast. Go hang out with your friends and eat breakfast. Yeah, so we had this Brunch of Champions event. We got together. We ate a bunch of eggnog pancakes, had mimosas and bacon, and a lot of coffee was served. And we all made our resolutions together. And it was so fun. It was so fun. Everybody got to be encouraged. I, for some reason, was writing everybody's resolutions down. I don't know and what sure I was I'm sure glad thinking. she did because I don't know where mine are. That's right, but I know. I'm the keeper of the resolutions. So, let's take a look. What were our resolutions? I'm looking at mine right now. 
I think hmm. one of mine was to stop drinking Dr. Pepper as much. And it's very difficult because uh, Linda Goodman, the lady who I live with, my grandmother, she lives off Dr. Pepper. And so it's very hard for me to stay away from that drink, which took a couple months of struggling. But now, now that I'm in the summer, I'm doing better on my oh, really? resolutions. You know, however many months later. What month is this? <laughs> Six months later, I've started my resolution. Okay, so you're starting now. It's, it's better to have a late start than a never start, right. right? According to my notes, it said that you wanted to to quit Dr. Pepper and fried food. Right. I don't eat fried food that much anymore, like okay. French fries. Mm. But I don't eat, like, fried chicken, really. Oh, actually, that's a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. Chick-fil-A. Okay, I eat substantially less fried food. I like grilled actually better anyway. So, mm-hmm. mm. you can't win them all. You can't totally go cold turkey. I mean, cold you could. fried turkey. <laughs> mm. Well, I guess you could, but I didn't. Anyway, what else? What else do we have there? What do we have on yours? Uh, walking with Amelia, your dog? Yes, I took her on a lot of walks, but now it's too hot. So I try to take her not in the middle of the day. And especially if it's going to hit 100 during the day at all, I don't go and take her. Because I don't want her little feet to fry. Yeah. That'd that's, be sad. Ugh. All right. And also you wanted to spend time with friends. Did that happen? Well, um, yes. And no. Being a first-year teacher, it's really hard to um, stay making plans. With, I mean, you can make plans with people, but by the time the plans get to the day of, you're like, oh, what can I say to get out of this? Right. And, yeah. you know, now that all of my friends and I have graduated college, they also feel the same way. Yes. I don't miss college that much, but I do miss being able to drop everything and just go and hang out. But... Yeah. I guess that also That's comes nice. with adulthood. You can't just, like, drop everything. Yeah, I guess not. But <laughs> I have been reaching out to friends more. Mm-hmm. And we all live pretty far away. I have a river trip set up with my friends mm-hmm. for July, and those are my friends that live really far away. That sounds watery. Yeah. It's, like, watery. I'm going to wear water shoes. Ooh. Sounds like I'm going to get, like, burned to a crisp. I'm already very burned. Probably. I've been safely indoors. I've been exploring the racquetball court, which is indoors. I noticed the other day that you were on, were you on Zoom with your friends? Yeah, that was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I thought that was a great idea. I'm Zooming more with friends, and that was something good that came out of all of this is that we're exploring. It's it's easy to just hop on Skype, hop on Zoom, and I think of Skype or Zoom as something, or I thought of Skype as something that you do with people who are far away. Like we do that with um, my in-laws who live in New Mexico. But I didn't think of Zooming uh, or Skyping with my friends because it, it's just it's just hard to schedule. Right. Because everybody is busy. Even with corona, everybody is still busy. And so it's really uh, great to be able to just get on, talk, have you have your coffee, they have their coffee, and chit-chat. 
and it's it's just a, a new resource for staying together. Yeah, we were getting on Zoom a lot more because almost the friend that I did the friend group that I did Zoom with, they're like almost all of them are teachers as well. So mm -hmm. we were all so exhausted from remote teaching. Yes. And so we wanted to talk about that, but now I'm glad we're going to get to hang out in person in a secluded area still where we're still social distancing from others. Right. But. Right. Uh, well, some of the resolutions that I had were to be more creative, uh, spiritual, and healthy. I always like to to group them into little organized categories. Sub Subgroups. Yeah. And so uh, one thing, being creative, uh, I wanted to explore more in fiction writing and in comedy writing. So that was a bit of a bust. Uh, I, wrote a, <laughs> I wrote a book a few years ago and then published it on Amazon last year. And I had a great idea for a second book. And so I outlined it and outlined it. it had all these scenes uh, in my outline. And I started, I sat down and started writing it. And I got 10 pages in and realized that I'd just been putting it off so long that its time had passed. All your creative juices were no longer there for it. Is that it? Yeah, I think it was... It just wasn't the right time to write that book. I needed to write that book. Back then or later on? Back then, probably in the past. This book will probably not ever be written now. Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, the world's lost. <laughs> uh, and then comedy writing. I also wanted to study comedy writing and uh, put together a set to be able to get up at an open mic. Oh, and, my goodness. Yes, right? And it, it I was something go. totally out of my comfort zone. I was, I mean, I would be asking friends, like, will you come and just laugh at me, please? And just <laughs> so I don't totally bomb, so I get something. And I got a couple of books and read them. And it's really a process of getting so many ideas and I started funneling all of that comedy writing into Drama Lab, which is, which is the drama club at my school. And I'm the sponsor for the drama club. And I was writing, I was writing scripts. I was uh, putting together a big showcase, which never happened because wah, it, wah. Yep, yep. <laughs> we all know COVID kid. But yeah, so... The showcase is kaput, but a There's lot always of... next year. Yeah. Put oh. it on your happy planner. All right. Mark it on your calendar. Get happy. <laughs> and so I started writing comedy stuff, funny stuff, uh, but it ended up going to the Drama Lab scripts. And that was really... That format, I think, is more fun for me, but I'm better at that than I am at putting together a set. Yeah, the thing is, I feel like I'm funny, but most of the time when people are like, oh, you're so funny, like, I'm not meaning to be funny at all. They're just laughing at my natural, like, my natural uh, personality that I can't tell that I'm being funny. So, yeah, I can't be purposefully funny or else no one's going to think I'm funny. 
Right. If uh, it that normally backfires on me. If I'm trying to be super funny, people just look at me like, "What is wrong with you?" <sighs> yeah, this one guy was like, "Hey, tell me a joke." One time, and it made me go, uh. <laughs> and I couldn't think of anything. And then I emailed him a joke later, and I realized <laughs> it was kind of a—I don't know—it just wasn't the right. I feel like joke. it would have been funny. It would have been. Funny to me if I got one emailed to me, like, oh, they remembered that they didn't have a joke. Well, and I emailed him, like, an inferior joke because then later I was going to email him a great joke <laughs> that was my favorite joke. And Tweet then he and his wife were both like, uh, that's not that great. And I thought, why didn't I, why didn't I come in strong with my, my good joke, my <laughs> great joke? What an idiot. Anyway, talking about myself. No, I'm talking about myself. I'm not calling him out. I'm calling myself out. I'm an idiot. Okay. Uh, Spiritual practice. Oh, man. I feel bad that this really uh, went in the tank because I had so many opportunities to uh, really step up my quiet time game and to have devotionals with my boys before bedtime and all. No, none of that happened either. It was survival mode. And then also health-wise. So yeah, I, I really fell off the bandwagon when it came to activity and nutrition. I was eating a corona diet. So that would be, well, a corona my Corona eating plan, <laughs> my Corona eating plan involved a lot of pizzas and uh, donuts and um, chilies to go. And I got all these good foods, proteins, healthy fats, healthy carbohydrates, you know, yeah, fruit and stuff. And then, you know, I meet my grandpa back at home where he has also been at the store at the same time as me, and I look in the pantry, and there are Reese's peanut butter cups. Uh, I had four of them last night. Oh, no. But I had well okay. an apple with it as well at mm. the same time, like one hand a Reese's peanut butter cup and the other hand an apple. So I think some of the resolutions that we had got completely forgotten or discarded in the face of change, and then some just kind of funneled into something different. Right. Yeah. Well, I would say that a lot of my resolutions, like, folded whenever, you know, the resolution season started. Because I was like, I don't want to be like everyone else where I'm just, like, bombarding the gym or bombarding the, you know, healthy grocery aisles. So I'm like, I'm just going to be different. I'm going to wait six months to start oh, my Ambush. Yeah. <laughs> really? ambush the gym they're not gonna expect you huh? yeah secret attack from behind <laughs> gym attack <laughs> what do you think of the of the resolutions that you had or the goals that you made what was made completely moot or trivial this year that was just completely eclipsed by the coronavirus what just doesn't seem to matter anymore well I wouldn't say it doesn't matter, but I feel like what was made trivial was probably hanging out with friends because it's, like, almost illegal to do that now. Right. I mean, it was illegal the past few weeks. Yes. It's getting less illegal now, but I feel like that everyone was just all in different places and was, you know, 
they were quarantining or isolating or mm -hmm. whatever. And so I feel like that was probably probably my one resolution that was just kind of made a joke during this pandemic. The pandemic was like, haha, no. Oh, you want to get together with friends more? Hmm. No, you're going to be lonely. You're going to sit in your room. Let me give you what you deserve. <laughs> wow. Harsh, Corona. Yeah. So this was a crazy beginning of the year, but we're only halfway through it. We can crawl into our bunker and wait it out, wait for things to return to normal, or we can be optimistic and be part of the massive change that is happening to the world right now. I was reading some quotes about resolutions, and I came across one that was written at the beginning of this year. It said, I refuse to step into 2020 with 2019 problems. Wow, can you even remember any of your 2019 problems? I know I can't remember any of mine. When we make resolutions or goals, think about what is going to still matter at the end of the year or 10 years down the line. Which goals and accomplishments are you going to remember? Which goals will create a lasting change in your life? When we get up and shake the sand out of our hair, it will be time for the Big Teacher New Year, August. Woohoo! So a miraculous thing happens for teachers eight months into the year. We get a new New Year. August comes around, and after having June and July off, we get to reawaken with new vigor and ready to set new goals. All right, so we've talked about what makes January and August goals different. This is all about your professional life, which overlaps so much with your personal life because so much of our identity goes into being a teacher. And I don't really have any problem spending a little money uh, on on my classroom. Oh, I don't. I mean, because, I live there pretty yes, much. Yes, we do. When uh, during that, I sure wish I'd kept track of my receipts for tax purposes, though. Would be nice. Learn my lesson. I didn't learn my lesson. Here I am. <laughs> but yeah, I don't mind spending a ridiculous amount of money on okay. my school. Okay, well, I don't want a ridiculous amount, but mm. it is, it's a, if it's about like the same. If you, like, add it all up, you'd probably think it's ridiculous. Yeah, probably, probably would, uh, you remember not, when you came back? happy. Do you remember no. when you came back with that trunk full, trunk and backseat full of items from Five Below? Yeah, but it was five below it was below it's, it's still a ridiculous amount okay, but it, yeah. but all those things brought you joy so did it matter no no and honestly the your classroom during those 10 months the august to may you are doing a full year's worth of hours during that time you know people say we have summers off but it sure, sure is nice to have summers off but really, we're packing all of the hours of an entire year of working into 10 months. Yeah. That's how we do it. And so, especially during those 10 months, I don't mind spending money on something on the place where I spend most of my time. Yeah. And I mean, you're, I mean, you don't need to buy things to make it like an enjoyable place for your students to be. But if you enjoy being there... And your student, like, it's important. The in classroom environment 
not just, you know, like how you talk and how you act, but like even the environment in which they sit in and are surrounded by, like that's important too. So to make it like comfortable, like it's not just for you, it's also for your students. Well, your students know when you're an unhappy teacher. Yes. And they have to deal with it all all day long. It's not fun to no. have an unhappy teacher. No. Right. And if you're excited about, like, coming into your classroom every day mm-hmm. and you act excited to be in your classroom every day, like, they're going to be excited, too. Yes. If you can get jazzed, they can get jazzed. And they they want to be jazzed. These kids, they, they would rather be excited and happy and... Uh, Even the ones who are too cool. They, yeah. they know they want to be happy and excited, jazzed. Let yourselves be be jazzed. <laughs> so we're moving forward and we're making resolutions, we could tell, call them, or goals for our second new year Our in August. We, we're kind of reevaluating based on what's going on right now and also looking and saying what, you know, what didn't work and what's, what am I going to do this year differently? Right. It almost feels more like resolutions because of this year? Well, I think first and foremost, my resolutions this year, like for school, like going back into school, Mm -hmm. it's definitely going to be like, I need to have a distinct time for work and like a distinct cutoff time where I stop working and then I can have like my personal time because I just spent so many nights and I know that comes with your first year. Mm -hmm. I spent so many nights, you know, Catching up on things that I I could have, you know, planned my time more easily, you know, earlier in the week. And then now here I am on a weekend putting grades in or whatever. So I think just getting more into a habit of being productive at school and taking care of things and multitasking and not just task switching Mm -hmm. so that I can make the most of my time and then have time for personal life, too, because... Just because school starts doesn't mean you have to be full teacher mode all the time, 100% of it. I'm, I'm a big believer in, that, in thinking that a task is going to take as long as you give it. And that has been true uh, every time. If I give myself, if I say, okay, I think I can get all this stuff done if I stay till 9 p.m. every night at school this week. That was like my first two months of school, staying till 9 p.m. That was ridiculous. And then getting there at 5. Yeah. Who was I? Who did I think I was? When you go home to sleep so you can get up and and get back to school is you just I really almost bought a a sleeping bag. I kept like (laughs) I kept like an extra like shirt in my cabinet (gasps) at school just in case. Oh, some of the things that I really... I'm resolving to do is to to reach out more uh, to my homebound student. I have one student who is homebound, and so he can't physically come to school. But during this time of teaching, uh, distance learning, he was able to fully be part of our class because everybody was Zooming from home. And I really felt like, oh my goodness, all this time we really could have made more happen for him to to bring him virtually into the classroom and 
I'm going to do a lot more with technology now. Uh, with my students, there are so many times that I thought, oh, I'd like to do technology with them, but there's really very little that works with them uh, for technology. But now I'm realizing they just need some some extra help getting started. Yeah. And so we're going to use more technology, and I want to work to have more of a collaborative relationship with parents. We really needed that uh, during the the last quarter of the year because my students really need, a lot of times they need hand-over-hand instruction and to because their their mirror neurons don't don't work like uh like the neurotypical kids and so it was really important um for and a lot of the parents really delivered and so really treating parents like this is a collaborative process between the two of us especially with a lot of their functional learning yeah I think it's, I also saw that I needed to be more collaborative with my parents. Like, Mm -hmm. even though my kids are all very, you know, independent for the most part, Mm -hmm. um, it's still really important to have collaboration from parents and, you know, to have them be involved. And so I've been looking at different technologies next year to help me, you know, keep them in the know, like right then and there, Mm -hmm. because I know that. When I first started teaching, I was like, I'm going to be so good at keeping my parents involved. And I fell off the wagon a little bit. I wouldn't say that I was awful at it, but I definitely could have been better. So, yeah, that's another thing that I want to be better at this year, too. So the big teacher new year in August is going to look different from how it's looked in the past. But we can be excited about how it's going to push us uh, to adapt and grow as educators. Yep. What are you watching? What are you watching? What are you watching? <laughs> okay. So what is Mel watching? And now for a segment I we like moved to on call from Outer Banks. What are you oh, watching? Inner Banks. <laughs> and I've moved to Riverdale. Oh my gosh, these are all old water. Oh. No, they're all water titles. Riverdale has nothing to do with Well, I guess it kind of does. Dale. Riverdale. <laughs> The Outer Banks is about, like, Banks. water. Yeah. Riverdale, Riverdale, you know, there's, like, a river in the beginning, but it uh-huh. doesn't just focus on water. But it really, you know, the aquatic I remember... life of <laughs> Archie and Veronica. Yes. I remember back in the day in high school, I would rush home. I think it was Pretty Little Liars Tuesday. Mm. And I'd rush home on Tuesday, get my snacks ready, and I'd... And I'd yes. watch Pretty Little Liars, and Riverdale gives me, for some odd reason, mm-hmm. all the Pretty Little Liars vibes. It's like high school drama. So when <laughs> when you were in high school, were there still uh, programs, TV programs that came on? Like you watched them on Mondays. You watched them. Yes. On, it wasn't Netflix hadn't taken over. No. Yeah, same. It was. The I don't same think thing. I started doing Netflix till like college. Oh, maybe. Well, uh, I remember. Oh yeah, Mondays, Murphy Brown came on and Designing Women. I've never even heard of those. I know. I know. Cause <laughs> I'm, I'm so old. But 
Uh, see, Thursdays there was Friends came on and Seinfeld after that, and there were some night. I'm trying to think. Fridays were like Full House and Family Matters and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, those man. were fun. I knew those kind of. Yeah, those were. I like Full House. I never got into the Fuller House like mania that other people did. Yeah, well, it was it was it was, it was pretty full. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! But I never yeah. got into Friends either. But well, I tried several times. You know, everyone loves Friends. I'm like, why can't I be like everyone else and love Friends too? Okay, now you're 15 years younger than me, and I remember that Friends started when I was. I think I was in fifth grade when Friends when Friends came out. Yeah, so, but it's like timeless. People love people I my age it love it. Mm, really? Yes. See, I thought it was just. A lot of nostalgia for for my crew. No, people my age love Friends. I mean, it's funny. But... We had like a Friends themed like back to school summer. Oh, everybody's PD. nuts about it. Like you see all these Friends themed T shirts too. Mm-hmm. And I guess I thought that was just people reliving with the nostalgia. Uh, but you know, I, not not everybody loves it. I remember just having a few friends. You know, when The Office was such a huge I love The Office show, and I love it too. Well, and well, how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> and so people, but there would be a few friends that I have, and they say, "Yeah, it's just not my thing. Uh, I just don't see how it's funny." And I. I don't want to be judgmental, Mal. <laughs> what? I don't want to be judgmental. But whenever someone says they don't like The Office, I'm just like... You don't have any humor. You idiot. Yeah, <laughs> you... You are... This is ridiculous. That show is objectively funny. Right? It's so funny. It's so funny. Anyway, but yeah, any of you who don't like The Office, that's totally cool. That's fine. But it's they're just fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but like Mal, Mal's an outlier. She doesn't like friends. But you probably don't know a lot of other people who don't like friends. Yeah. A yeah. lot of like everyone loves friends. Everybody loves Except it. Except for me. Except you. Ugh. Uh well right now I'm watching Upload, which is very interesting. So it's about it's it's really funny. It's, a, it's about being able to choose your afterlife. These people who, um, if it, you know, it's, it's in, in the future. It's in the near future. I think it's 2033. Yeah. And so some, there are still some people who believe in like the traditional, you know, heaven afterlife and they don't choose to be uploaded. But most of the, the new generation uh, wants to be uploaded and they can how it's like an app that they buy or that their relatives purchase and sounds they like can, a nightmare it sounds terrifying it's, a, it's about to i think it's about to become a nightmare and this uh this this main guy is dead and and he's slowly figuring out that he's uh that his his death was foul play and so he's solves it from the app Yes, he's got to. Is that what happens? He's yes, he's he's trying to solve his own death. He's trying to solve his own murder from beyond. It's just (laughs) crazy, and he has like in-app purchases. Like if he wants to have a, it's it's actually he didn't. 
he didn't have uh he didn't know he was gonna die so his his girlfriend uses like her mother's her mother's account and so he's actually on her mother's account and she his girlfriend on earth has total control so if he wants to get a dr pepper he's got to run it by her because that's an in-app purchase even more of a nightmare you can get all this stuff but if you want like a you know a a Dr. Pepper, a name brand thing. If you want to wear Nikes, if you want skinny jeans, if you want to upgrade your suit, then there's all these in-app purchases. <laughs> Maybe and I should watch this. It sounds interesting. It's very interesting. It's a, a very interesting show. I definitely recommend it. I won't call it a guilty pleasure. I am, and it's guilt-free. A, I'm proud of liking it. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we're watching this week. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Summers Off podcast. Join us next week when we talk about playing school and how we as teachers are forever students. The Summers Off podcast is produced by Albie Robles Voice. Thanks for joining us on the Summers Off podcast. I'm Jules. And I'm Mal. Do you have any questions? Because we have questions for you. Find us on Instagram at Summers Off Podcast or visit our Facebook page to join the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions about this crazy life we've chosen inside and outside of the classroom. Enjoy your summer break and tune in for next week's episode of the Summers Off Podcast. Podcast.